Greetings, and welcome to another edition of Thinking Spatially, the Thinking Spatially podcast series. I'm your host, Joseph Kursky, geographer. Today, I'm so excited because we're going to talk about applied geography, solving the world's problems. Applied geography, solving the world's problems. Geography has a long-established reputation as a discipline with relevance to the real world. The geographer's focus on space and place and on issues relevant to 21st century society all make it an inherently applied discipline, an inherently applied discipline. Geography assigns itself with the most vexing and complex problems and challenges facing societies around the world, including political instability, crime, natural hazard risks, water quality and quantity, food security, agricultural sustainability, climate change, renewable energy, efficient transportation, human health, healthy economies, social justice, and many others. The underlying rationale of applied geography is that only through a clear understanding of the relevant societal, physical, and coupled natural human systems can humans resolve these challenges. Geographers believe that all of these challenges share one thing in common. They all occur somewhere, somewhere, and they have specific spatial patterns, relationships, and trends that can be best understood through the perspective of geography. The subtitle of the Applied Geography Journal encapsulates this notion, quote, putting the world's human and physical resource problems in a geographical perspective. Putting the world's human and physical resource problems in a geographical perspective. Pacioni, 1999, article, defined it as, quote, the application of geographic knowledge and skills to the resolution of social, economic, and environmental problems, end quote. Pacioni also suggested that applied approaches are either Number one, studies of a specific problem occurring over a small part of the earth, such as tracing the diffusion of pollutants through a water channel, or number two, studies of a major issue occurring over a large part of the earth, such as ways to model climate change and the implications of those models. He advocated DEEP procedure, D-E-E-P, description, explanation, evaluation, prescription, implementation, and monitoring. Deep. Description, explanation, evaluation, prescription, implementation, and monitoring. Furthermore, all of the challenges occur at specific scales, and perhaps not at other scales. They are interconnected in time and space. They change over time and space, and they all affect human populations, and are in turn affected by human populations. All of these themes are fundamental to geography, and hence, geographers seek to apply their discipline's skills, content knowledge, and perspectives to these issues. As time passes, these issues grow in complexity, and in some cases, severity, and as the world becomes increasingly connected socially and economically, these issues increasingly impact people's everyday lives. The COVID-19 situation is a perfect though grim, but a perfect example of the interconnectedness of our world and the and why geography actually matters. As the recognition of this grows, as awareness of environmental and related issues grows, 
And as more people regularly use tools created by geographers, such as web-based mapping on their smartphones, the, the problems and issues to which geography is applied grows with each passing year. For example, geography is regularly applied to determine which businesses should operate on the city street and how governments should make energy and trade agreements and how to develop the most efficient and attractive light rail lines through a city and the adjacent residential and commercial lands. Applied geography is nothing new to geography. Indeed, beginning with Eratosthenes determining the size and shape of the earth, many of the chapters in my book, Interpreting Our World, describe problems of navigating the ocean, determining longitude, building canals and railroads, predicting the weather, subdividing land for human settlement, or even generating energy or fighting battles that geographers have addressed themselves to. In academia, despite some applied geography threaded through higher education, geography was oriented largely to teaching until the mid-20th century. At this time, pressures mounted for universities to address more specifically the needs of society through undertaking applied research for the public and private sectors. The increasing complexity of modern life, along with the increasing specialization of disciplines, including geography, caused a great increase in research and development around applied geography. The notion of applied geography is sometimes associated with activism in geography, but even if not, there is a sense that there is a potential user or client of the knowledge that geographers impart. The value of applied geography is tied to its relevance or utility, and geographers consider such topics as who decides what is useful and what are the criteria for deciding what is useful, which is related to values and ultimately to cultural considerations. One example of the recognition of the applied nature of geography has been the establishment of the Office of the Geographer at the U.S. State Department for much of the 20th century and, of course, on into the 21st. Other examples of applied geography have even achieved some notoriety outside geography over the past century. Probably the most widespread application of geography is through the use of GIS and remote sensing technologies. The annual conference hosted by GIS software company ESRI, Environmental Systems Research Institute, for example, grew from 12 people in 1984 to 16,000 people by 2015 and to 20,000 people by 2019. In 2020, during the COVID crisis, 83,000 people logged in to that conference. Worldwide, 350,000 organizations, including two-thirds of Fortune 500 companies, apply geography using ESRI technology on a regular basis. The application areas continue to expand, from city planning and natural resource management during the 1980s to just about every major field by 2000, including public safety, natural hazards, human health, water quality, energy, and human behavior. Another example of applied geography is Global Positioning Systems, or GPS, which has enabled individual persons navigating through your town, finding the nearest public library or the nearest coffee shop, to navigation of container ships. GPS is everywhere, and that's an example of applied geography. Gilbert F. White was a prominent American geographer that well exemplified this applied and practical nature of geography. Sometimes termed 
the father of floodplain management, Dr. White specialized in natural hazards and the importance of sound water management in contemporary society. Often critical of government policy about flooding, he argued that public confidence in structural works such as levees increased human occupancy on floodplains and increased damage by flooding rather than decreasing them. As such, he advocated increased use of arrangements by a governing body to restrict the use of floodplains and human adjustments to flood risk that do not involve substantial investments in flood controls. As the number of people graduating from institutions of higher education greatly expanded during the 20th century, as the available job positions for subject generalists failed to keep pace with the number of people looking for work, and as tools, data, and methods increased the manner in which geography could be studied and applied, there was a great increase in specialization in geography. Even the specializations present at the beginning of the century further subdivided, so that, for example, some population geographers came to examine changes in the tenancy of businesses in a single metropolitan area and how those changes have reflected broader trends in the regional and national economy and lifestyles. That's pretty specialized. Other population geographers came to model population change through the development and study of the demographic transition theory, how birth rate, death rate, life expectancy, industrialization, and international migration change the demographic makeup of a country or the world over time. Still, other population geographers focus on how to estimate population at risk from natural hazards or sea level change by developing population density maps from remotely sensed imagery and GIS databases, particularly important in countries without a formal census of the population. Indeed, specialization goes hand-in-hand -hand with applied geography, because a geographer specialized in addressing a specific subfield of geography will seek to apply his or her knowledge to the problems in that subfield. Specialization was certainly not unique to geography. Virtually every other scientific and non-scientific discipline saw increasing specialization during the 20th century. But specialization in geography brought a particular concern that began to be voiced by many geographers, that specialization endangered one of the most valuable things that geography brings to the academy and to the society. And that is the ability to view the world holistically as a system. Geographers are concerned with how the ecosphere, geosphere, hydrosphere, atmosphere, and anthrosphere, in other words, human element, are interconnected. As the 21st century dawned, it came to be acknowledged that specialization brought vital insights to the discipline and to society. But geographers also needed to keep the core tenets of the discipline in mind in their research. In other words, not getting too quote, lost in the weeds, end quote, of the details. The caution was thus on over-specialization to the exclusion of the, quote, earth view, end quote, that geography has always valued. Well, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Thinking Spatially podcast. We talked about applied geography, solving the world's problems. I'm your host, Joseph Kursky, and I appreciate your interest in geography, and I wish you all the best. Thanks. Thank mm -hmm. you.